Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. One of my favorite Arnica benefits is for bruises. In this episode, I'm going to show you how to make an Arnica cream using Arnica Montana. Once you start making this cream, you'll never want to be without Arnica's benefits again because it's so effective at relieving pain, swelling, and inflammation caused by bruises, contusions, and sprains. I'm also going to share why Arnica is way better than ice for injuries and give you a step-by-step guide on how to make Arnica cream for bruises. By late April, heart-shaped leaf spears begin emerging from the ground near my home. They are small at first, but persistent, sometimes covering entire areas as far as the eye can see. Each day the leaves are noticeably larger and by early May the entire forest floor is radiating with their golden blooms. Arnica cordifolia, or heart leaf arnica, grows ubiquitously through the Great Lakes region and the western half of North America. Spreading by rhizomes, it is often found growing in thick clusters throughout shady forests it prefers. In Western and Eastern Europe, Arnica montana, heartleaf arnica's more famous cousin, is harvested by the millions to satisfy the demand for the healing gifts. Some estimates say that as much as 300 metric tons per year are harvested in Europe alone. Whether it's for acute injuries or chronic injuries, Arnica is a reliable ally for modulating inflammation, relieving pain, and reducing swelling. Arnica is so popular because it works so well. I never get tired of hearing stories about how Arnica healed bruises, contusions, sprains, and arthritic pain, and on and on. To get you started, here's a story from Beverly Gray from her book, The Boreal Herbal. Like so many before me, I have called on Arnica's medicine more times than I can remember to reduce pain and promote healing. I once slammed my fingers in a car door. Luckily, I had some Arnica cream in my bag. I applied it and within half an hour, it was as if the incident hadn't happened. My fingers were fine. Once you welcome the healing properties of this plant into your life, it's hard to live without it. Before we get to instructions for making Arnica cream for bruises, let's look at the many Arnica benefits. Arnica heals injuries and reduces acute pain. Arnica Montana is renowned for helping with bumps, bruises, pain, and swelling caused by minor acute injuries or muscle overuse. It's commonly used as both a homeopathic medicine and topically as an herbal salve or cream. 
Arnica was one of the first plants to show me how amazingly effective plant medicine can be. And it really helped me from moving of thinking that plants were some kind of antiquated or cute hobby to realizing how useful and powerful herbal medicine can be. The very first herb class I took about 20 years ago was about making salves and lip balms, and I was immediately obsessed. I started making my own batches at home, and I gave them to friends and family, and I really made a lot because it was so much fun. So early on, I gave an Arnica salve to a friend who danced professionally. And not long after she got the salve, she called to tell me that the salve magically erased her daily bruises. And she was also giving it to her fellow dancers. And she'd given so much away that she'd already used all that I had sent. So she asked, could I send more? And of course I did. I love Arnica benefits for bruises and I strongly prefer it to using ice. We've long been told that ice and anti-inflammatories are the answer to our injuries, but there's increasing evidence showing that these common interventions actually inhibit your body's ability to heal. That's because we need inflammation to heal. We often hear about the problems of chronic or systemic inflammation, and for good reason, but acute inflammation following an injury is actually beneficial. With inflammation following an acute injury, blood rushes to the area, carrying important immune system cells and hormones that will help prevent infection and start the healing process. Furthermore, as those fluids rush to the area, swelling occurs, which actually helps to protect the injured area. Icing and over-the-counter pharmaceuticals like NSAIDs during this stage actually slows the flow of essential healing nutrients to the injury. You may initially have less swelling and less pain, but the result is prolonged healing and even increased likelihood of long-term problems. Here's why Arnica Montana is so awesome. Arnica strongly modulates inflammation and may work by dilating capillaries, which increases blood flow to and from the injury. This increased blood flow brings healing substances to the area and moves stagnant blood, like you see in bruises. The result is decreased swelling and faster healing. I like to use Arnica as soon as the bruise or injury occurs. Arnica relieves chronic pain. In addition to being used for acute injuries, Arnica Montana can also relieve chronic pain and inflammation, like the pain and swelling of arthritic joints. One study compared the use of Arnica gel to ibuprofen gel in 204 patients diagnosed with osteoarthritis in their hands. The study showed that the Arnica gel was just as effective as ibuprofen at relieving the pain intensity, reducing the severity of morning stiffness and increasing hand function capacity. Arnica promotes circulation. Arnica can be used externally to specifically promote circulation in cases of stagnation. This is one of the ways it is useful for bruises, but the same use extends beyond that. Arnica is frequently added to hair products, both for hair loss, because it stimulates blood circulation to the scalp, which can encourage hair growth, and for dandruff. Arnica was historically used for chillbanes, which is damage to the capillaries caused by extreme cold. Arnica can also be applied topically to varicose veins and broken capillaries. How to identify Arnica Montana? 
There are about 30 different species within the Arnica genus. Many are used similarly. Arnica montana, originally from Europe, is commonly used in manufactured products. Because of the huge demand for Arnica montana, there's been a lot of effort to source sustainably grown Arnica to decrease the drain on wildcrafted resources. Arnica cordifolia grows over Western North America and is what I use for all of my herbal preparations. And I'm going to include botanical information for both plants. Arnica montana grows in alkaline soils, especially in the forest. It reaches anywhere from 20 to 60 centimeters in height, or about 8 to 24 inches. The entire plant is hairy. The basal rosette leaves are ovate. The stem leaves grow opposite and lanceolate. The flowers are large yellow composite inflorescences with disc and ray flowers, similar to a sunflower or a dandelion and they have an aromatic scent. The seed head is a sphere of fluffy pappus, reminiscent of a dandelion seed head. The roots are rhizomes. Arnica cordifolio also grows by rhizomes, and the flowers look similar to Arnica montana. However, the overall appearance of the plant is different. Arnica cordifolio grows in coniferous forests, like you see me in here, and in open meadows, and it reaches about 20 inches tall, or about 50 centimeters. The entire plant is hairy with a downy fuzz. The leaves are heart-shaped and slightly serrated. The flowers are golden yellow and composite inflorescences with disc and ray flowers. The flowers have a balsamic scent. Arnica really thrives following a forest fire. Is that really Arnica? Issues with Arnica adulteration. Arnica is commonly adulterated in the commercial markets. This might be in part because suppliers are unable to meet demand and they unethically replace it with another species or a similar looking flower. However, other times it might just be due to confusion with a common name. A plant commonly called Mexican Arnica, or Heterotheca inuloides, or the closely related Heterotheca subaxillaris, is commonly sold as Arnica in Spain, sometimes incorrectly identified as Arnica montana. On the other hand, these species of Heterotheca may be useful substitutes as the harvest of Arnica becomes less sustainable. Gail Engels from the American Botanical Council further explains, in a recent U.S. survey of nine botanicals that had previously been reported to be adulterated or were suspected to be at risk of adulteration, 10 samples labeled Arnica Montana were purchased from separate vendors. Of the 10 samples, six were H. inuloides. The authors opined that the substitution might be economically motivated, as H. inuloides is larger and more abundant and accessible in its native habitat of Mexico. However, they admitted that the honest confusion might also be responsible, as H. inuloides is also called arnica in Mexico and is used similarly, for example, for bruises. Please take care in sourcing this plant buy only from companies that are fair wild certified and or direct from harvesters who are carefully harvesting with the health of the plant and the entire ecosystem in mind, or of course, from cultivated sources. 
For more information about the extreme importance of sourcing your herbs well, see my interview with Anne Armbrecht. I'll include a link for that in the show notes. If you're interested in harvesting your own arnica, then you'll love my second book, which I wrote with Emily Hahn. Wild Remedies, How to Forage Healing Foods and Craft Herbal Medicine shows you everything you need to know to feel confident about harvesting plants that grow around you. The beginning chapters show you the exact skills needed to harvest safely. And then each plant chapter gives you specific information about that plant's benefits and gifts and how to grow and harvest the plant sustainably. There's also many recipes for food and medicine. There's also botanical illustrations to help you correctly identify the plants in the book. You can find Wild Remedies wherever books are sold. And once you buy the book, don't miss out on your exclusive bonuses. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Side effects and safety with Arnica. Arnica herb is most often used topically, while the homeopathic remedy is the form taken internally. In the past, preparations of the whole herb have been recommended internally in very, very small dosages or as a gargle for sore throats. But there are serious risks to taking whole herb extractions internally with Arnica, so it's no longer commonly recommended. Problems associated with Arnica's internal use include digestive tract inflammation or lesions and cardiotoxicity. So it's definitely not recommended to use this in large amounts internally and never recommended to use internally while pregnant. Here's some other safety considerations. It's commonly recommended not to apply Arnica to broken skin. Touching Arnica while harvesting it can cause contact dermatitis in some sensitive individuals. Some people are allergic to Arnica, so if you have sensitivity to plants within the Aster family, it's recommended to try Arnica topically in very small amounts just to see how you react at first. Sometimes people develop a sensitivity to Arnica, and so they start to experience redness or irritation after prolonged use. If that happens, just discontinue the use. How to make Arnica cream for bruises. I've been making the following cream for years. I love that it works so well and that it isn't greasy. It works best on closed wound injuries and can be applied multiple times a day. There are a lot of wonderful ingredients in this salve. Look for these ingredients at your local herbal apothecary, your health food store, or visit the links in the show notes for my recommended sources. This recipe is based on Rosemary Gladstar's perfect cream recipe. When you are making this, it's very important to keep things clean. I often pour boiling water over my utensils and put my cream jars through a really hot run in the dishwasher. However, once you get started, all utensils should be bone dry. Okay, here are the ingredients. For the hard oils and beeswax, you'll need 20 grams of beeswax, 25 grams of coconut oil, and 20 grams of shea butter. For the liquid oil, I recommend a three-quarter cup of Arnica and St. John's wort infused oil, but of course you could just use entirely uh, Arnica infused oil as well. Next, you'll need two-thirds cup helichrysum hydrosol or another hydrosol of your choosing. Then 20 to 40 drops of lavender essential oil, which is optional but highly recommended. Begin by melting the shea butter 
coconut oil, and beeswax on low or in a double boiler. Once everything is completely melted, stir in the infused oil. I like to use a craft or popsicle stick or a clean branch for stirring. And then I use a fresh stick with each batch of cream. As you pour in the oil, you'll see the beeswax solidify. Turn off the heat and stir until everything is completely mixed together. If necessary, gently apply a little more heat until the beeswax is completely melted again. Pour this melted mixture into a blender or food processor. Let it sit until it's cooled and is just barely turned to a more solid state. You don't want to let it get too hard or it will be difficult to mix into a cream. Then turn on the blender or food processor, slowly trickle in the helichrysum hydrosol and the optional essential oil. As you trickle in the waters, the mixture will slowly turn from a translucent to a solid cream. You may need to scrape down the edges and the bottom of the mixer to mix in any leftover wax and oils and then remix it. One tip is to make sure that your waters or hydrosols are the same temperature more or less as the oils as you start to mix. This recipe makes about 11 ounces of cream. It's best stored in a glass container in a cool location. You could keep it in the fridge, for example. Be sure to wash all the items that came in contact with the cream very thoroughly. I like to use a paper towel to wipe off the extra cream and then wash everything with lots of soap and hot water. As I mentioned, store this cream in a cool location and use it within six months. Discard it if it develops mold. For an even more shelf-stable cream, you can substitute an herbal tincture or alcohol extract for the helichrysum hydrosol. I like to use arnica tincture, and or St. John's wort tincture for that. If you're interested in learning more about making your own herbal medicine, then check out our live online course, Rooted Medicine Circle. This course teaches you step-by-step step how to make many common herbal preparations. And the best part of this course is that it's live, so we make everything together. That way you can ask questions in real time and get the help that you need. Because this is a live course, we only open for enrollment once a year. Check out the show notes to read more about the course and get signed up on our waitlist. If you'd like a free printable recipe card of this Arnica cream for bruises, then visit the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. I've also included links to buy all the ingredients in the cream. Arnica fun fact. Arnica and dandelions are in the same plant family. And just like dandelions, Arnica flowers will readily go to seed after they're picked. That's why dried Arnica looks a, like a lot of fluff, but that's okay. It still works great. If you're able to grow or ethically harvest Arnica, then it's best to harvest the flowers when they are still in their bud stage before they've even fully opened into flowers, as this will help to lessen all that fluff. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. 
I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.